Minority Minds Podcast. Welcome to Minority Minds episode, whatever the hell episode this is. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, we start. Uh, this is uh, Cedric on here with Frio, aka Demetrius. You got Gail, aka. <laughs> so why, why, why is your face like that? The aka, yay! So they know who Frio is. Golly, they don't need to need to know my real name. Like they put the whole government out there. Damn, <laughs> he'll be like, "I'm Joe Button," and then say his real name. And his real name, Joe Button. Yeah, it is. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with your man? Take him out. Uh, <laughs> and we got my man Gail. How y'all doing, fellas? Shit, I'm chilling. You know, tired from the week long weekend. I don't know about y'all, but I had a long weekend. I, did I bet too. you did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many? You spent fifty dollars this weekend? I don't know. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh no 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 not that not, not, not that fifty. No, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about it. <laughs> not that fifty. Uh, no. You spent the thirteen, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the multi pack. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, for y'all? How you feeling, big dog? I'm alright, you know. Still out here with the first class auto care, washing mm. these cars. Mm. We had to do sponsor. <laughs> we most definitely had to do a new service. Um, we clean up glass after break ins as well. Huh? Yeah, they crazy. They, they they still you know. So this guy had his his window bust out, and the only thing they stole was the handicap placard off his mirror. <laughs> So, <laughs> it's not funny because it's like a tragic. It's like it's like that's, you, that's messed up. You really have to because first of all, those cost like a hundred some dollars from the NBA. Yeah. yeah, and then to get his window fixed is like another three hundred. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I mean, I told him I'm like, don't go through your insurance. Like, get you safe light. What's that? Oh, we're not plugging that. But what's? That? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Safe light. The people that the come people fix that, your window. Oh, right. The come people that you. come to you and fix your yeah. glass. Okay. But, Nah, I'm like you go through your insurance. They're gonna raise your rates, Definitely. and you the victim. Exactly. They're gonna be like, oh, you live in a uh, in a high risk a, area. High risk area. <laughs> That's a scam. Yeah, we gonna yeah. drop you. Mostly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I pay you two hundred dollars a month for ten years, then I get one window broken. Raise that shit. And you gonna raise raise my rates? Yeah, that's fucked up. So, you know, it's been a rough few days for us black folk. In particular, you know, Friday night we were actually at the bowling alley. Oh, we were celebrating um uh, uh, black love, basically black yeah, love. Facts. My man's the Two other member got, uh, uh, engaged, and um, we was like just shut up. But uh, we was out there enjoying, and then we, it came across the waiver wire that Chadwick Boseman tragically passed away. Um, from he had uh, colon cancer. You know, yeah. wanna wish his family well. You know, for him to have to have done all the movies in the four years he was battling cancer, and like the kind of catalog you put in—that's just amazing. How you guys feel about him passing? Um, it's very, it's, like you said, it's it's very tragic, very unexpected. But the main thing that everyone is taking from his passing is to. Always be kind because you never know what someone's going through. Exactly. Like he posted pictures and he had lost a tremendous amount of weight. And a lot of people talk bad about him to the point where 
he pulled the pictures down and turned off the comments and now here it is everyone is you know like feeling bad and grieving over his passing but while he was here they they treated him terribly basically right oh well you know ignorance is ignorance is bliss and i think it just says that don't always just judge a book by the picture you know like because we don't know the context of the picture i mean you know he he definitely looks sick if you actually started yeah. to really go back and look at stuff um, it's just, you know, for him to, like, he was going to go see cancer patients in between doing these grueling movies. Because, I mean, the, from what I've heard, I don't know what you guys have heard, but the set of these Avenger movies and these uh, Marvel movies are in Atlanta. It's hot, mosquitoes and all kinds of stuff. For him to put himself through that for the art is just, you know. It shows you, his strength, really. Yeah. It's like, you can't really can't really uh quantify like what he meant because he had kids i mean he really honestly was the guy who brought african pride to america and, and to me it's crazy me being an african that it only became cool to be african after black panther came out yeah that is that's just, that's very yeah. yeah speaking of black panther i don't know about y'all but i watched it the other night i did too yeah, yeah, that shit was very sad. Yeah. That shit hit me up. I was like tearing up watching that. Job. Yeah. I'm like, damn. I'm at work. Just I'm like, what? Are, I feel I'm, it now. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's like you know for what him like him what him and Michael B. Jordan did because I think they don't people really don't understand. People saw it as just a superhero movie, but it was bigger than that. It was you know a celebration of black excellence. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have black superheroes like that. Yeah. You know, and we don't have guys who come in and actually they're not trying to pigeonhole themselves into a into a a role. He kind of made it his own. He became the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's not just Chadwick Boseman. He's T'Challa, King yeah. T'Challa. Facts. You know Facts. what I'm saying? So like it just you know it's rough. And you know I don't know if you guys know about his story about like you know he went to Howard, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Um, I seen about the whole Denzel Washington. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, and then Felicia Rashad was his uh, teacher, became his mentor. And, you know, you just, my heart goes out to all those people. It's just so unfortunate. Like, we, it's, it feels like every time we think that we might could get past something, we get something like this kind of knocks the wind out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just unfortunate that we have to keep going through this. But that that is the life of being a African-American or an African in my case. So, you know, it's... It's just, you know, it's rough. Um, I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch Black Panther again after they, they aired it on ABC because it was just, that was a rough, I, I never thought it would be a rough watch like that. Yeah, it's definitely a rough watch. Yeah. And, yeah, because it was, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, my God. He didn't, no one knew he had the diagnosis, but he's, like, acting the shit and, mm-hmm. like, being phenomenal, but... He's the only one that knew about it. Yeah. I mean, I've, they say they knew, but, like, I actually commend his circle. Because oh, my God. Yeah. For them to keep it a secret that long. That's that's not, that's rare. That's, yeah, that's very rare. I never mean, going to happen, ever. You, you don't get, you don't get loyalty like that. Yeah. And that's big respect to his circle, his, uh, whoever works for him. Because that's, I mean, that could have been a million dollars. They could have sold that for whatever money. Hell yeah. And they didn't, you know. You know, bless them. Um, I, the one thing I can say I hate 
I hated watching people online talk about, oh, well, who's going to play the Black Panther now? Why, like, why does that why? even matter right now? <laughs> That's not even, that should not be the first thing on your mind. Exactly. Like, come on, man. Definitely, man. Like, let's just celebrate his life first. Like, he hasn't exactly. even got a chance to get buried yet. Like, can we celebrate his life? And we could think about that down the line, you know? Yeah, celebrate his strength for going through all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the movies he's done, Mm-hmm. Since he's been diagnosed, you know, like he done Civil War, he did Black Panther, he did the Five Bloods. Um, what's the what's the other movies? Um, what's Twenty One Bridges? Twenty One Bridges. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was a Thurgood too. Yeah, he did yeah. Thurgood. He was working. I mean, he's done a lot of great movies. Um, you know, it's. it's just, Would you say he's underrated? I don't think he's underrated. I think he. Oh, he's just now appreciated. I, well, now we now I mean, we no. can reflect because the story is over. Yeah, and we can really see that he might have been our Denzel, our generation. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think. See, the thing is, he, he didn't even get a chance to do the dramatic roles, like Denzel got to do the dramatic roles. Uh, Not yet. What, mean, wouldn't you say he did James Brown, Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson, mm-hmm. and Thurgood, all black icons, right? Yeah, I would say that's that's yeah, a very. Yeah, like, I'm talking about like. <laughs> Him creating his own character because when you're doing a biopic, you're you're more so you still are somebody else. So we already oh, seen you as somebody else. You're speaking like for yeah, Denzel, like, like, like Training Day. Oh yeah, like okay, John Q. Okay, you know okay, what I'm saying? Stuff you, like that. You. He didn't get the chance to do it, but it was coming. You know. Yeah, okay, I get you. But you know, I'm I'm gonna appreciate him. We're gonna keep appreciating him. You know, we got we still got guys out there that that can put on because I think this generation of black actors. <laughs> It's better than the last generation of black actors from when we were growing up, you know. Yeah, because like, I can't remember their names right now, but, like, the three guys that they're saying could possibly play Static Shock, like, those are three, like... Yeah. Young, the, the, the young kid? Yeah. yeah. It's, I think one of them is from Stranger Things, and the other the other one, I can't... I can't think of the movie that he played in right now. But it's, like, it's... it's um. It's three like, oh yeah, the the uh, the kid from the shy. Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, he's and really good. It's one other person, but it's like, like I said, three young ones coming up. Yeah, and they're like they're doing I mean, good. I mean, I'm the guy that I really like. I think he might be the next one. Is the kid from um, Snowfall, the British kid? Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, all the British ones are very good actors. Yeah, I mean, but like. You like even when Idris Elba played at the Wire, you could kind of tell it was British because sometimes the words don't really come out. The accent just yeah, comes out. Once it in come a while. out. Yeah. But this kid, you couldn't even tell. Couldn't Damn. even tell. Like, I mean, and then we got like the uh, like the uh, Winston Duke that that played on Black Panther. He played uh, um, Mbaku, I think. Yeah, Mbaku. Yeah. You know, and um, my man from uh, Get Out. Oh yeah, definitely. He's Dan like, was Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, whatever his uh, last name. Yeah. yeah, and um, I mean, he's just it's a lot of it's a lot of lot of. Oh de- is, yeah, he got the um the the Fred Hampton bio. Yeah, yeah. I, can't I can't wait, wait to see yeah. that. Hell yeah, that's gonna be amazing. Um, he's just I'm glad that I think Chadwick Boseman kind of is help usher in a lot of these guys. Him and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, because Michael B. You know. For, I remember seeing Michael B on like the daytime soap operas that yes. my mother used to watch. Yeah, like years and years and years, That's before and the years ago. Yeah, you know. So I'm 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 glad that you know 
his legacy is going to be he inspired a lot of these younger guys. Mm-hmm. He he kind of led the way. Yeah, what's um also uh, John Boyega from Star yeah. Wars? Uh, he's yeah. coming up too. Uh, man, we're we're in good hands. Definitely. Like, for a long time, I mean, you know, you know, when we were younger, we had a lot of the black movies always had the same people. Stereotypical. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was just no, just like the same actors. It was it never was always different guys same. playing. Like now we oh, have yeah, like yeah. variety. Mm-hmm. And you know, and we got with uh, what's what's the dude named uh Jordan Peele, with him yeah. like he's doing he's doing crazy things with movies, you know it's just it's we're booming, you know oh, yeah, despite all the despair and all the people getting killed and all this crazy stuff that we're dealing with we it's a glimmer of hope, you know it's, at least in the art world, mm-hmm. um, I mean we're gonna move off of. Chadwick Boseman, and we want to say rest in peace to, yeah, to him. Rest in Bless peace. his family. Um, we also lost John Thompson, who like was like the head coach of um, Black America's basketball team. <laughs> yeah, you know, like coach basically some of some of the greatest yeah. NBA players mm-hmm. to lace them up. Yeah, man, it's unfortunate. You know, he was. I don't know if I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but he was at my job for a week sick. Mm-hmm. We weren't allowed to say nothing. Um, you know, and he was still nice. He he was autographing shirts for people. Still, you know, even at the end of his life, he was still being a a good guy. You know, the stories about him talking to Rayful Edmonds, telling him to leave Alonzo Mourning and them alone, stuff like that. Damn. Man, you know, he revolutionized. He had these he had these white people scared of him. Georgetown was scared of him thirty years after he stopped coaching. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Like they still was scared. They they kept the son longer than they needed to because they didn't want to piss him off. So, you know, <laughs> hey, that's legendary. That's right real. There. Yeah, that's so real. You know, so, you know, I don't know what you guys' memories are of him. I just remember oh, the towel. My, I actually, when I was a kid, used to go to all of the Georgetown games when Allen Iverson was on the team. Allen Iverson, Victor Page, like, we used to be there at every game. Mm-hmm. And, it was. It was. I mean, it just. It, it, it was like it was. It was exciting times. Definitely. I don't have none. I just remember seeing highlights of him coaching AI. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like you know, talking hey, to him. Yeah. I mean, he did for Matumbo. Like you know, like he took care of him, and for him to come, he came to the country, really didn't know nothing, and he took care of that guy. I mean, I'm just he gracious like, that we had somebody like him. Yeah, because he definitely was a, a father figure to. All those young men, mm-hmm. when they were, you know, like Allen Iverson was just getting out of trouble. Like he just said, Dikembe Mutombo coming from another country. You know, Lonzo Moore and all those guys. And they all came back and looked up to him. Still came back to look out for the school. And, they, and if anybody knows anything about Georgetown that lives in our area, they don't know They know that that's like a super racist area. <laughs> yeah. Racist area. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it didn't feel like it was their town. It was like, their team. It felt like it was it, our team. Exactly. Like... Just like you just said, like when you watch the like when you look at the basketball team, you forget that those are probably like the majority of the black people at the whole school. Yeah, you know. So you know, we want to say rest in peace to him too. You know, thank you for what he did. We want to thank his family. He's a he's a DC legend. I mean, the, people forget he played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He got two chips. Got two chips. I mean, he's the first black uh, coach to win a NCAA. Exactly. Title, like so. he's. I put that out there. Yeah, he's definitely he's done a lot, a lot for the culture. Um, 
a lot for future NBA guys, future black coaches in major college basketball. You know, so you know, God bless him. God bless his family. Um, we also lost uh, another college basketball coaching legend, Lou Olson. Um, on, I think it was Saturday. He was, you know, he coached Andre Iguodala, Mike Bibby, um, Michael Dickerson, a bunch of guys that came out of Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Luke Walton was one of his guys. So you know, was he, he there for arenas? I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, he was, he was there, there for, for arenas. Bibby, right? He coached a lot of guys, and all of them never had nothing bad to say about him. Usually, you see these coaches that are great coaches, but they get, you know, once the guys leave, they never have anything nice to say about them, never show respect because, you know, those guys, a lot of those guys are frauds, to be frank. So, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. It's a, they, yeah. they see it as a business. Exactly. They're worried about their legacy, not really too much worried about the actual players Person, that they're yeah. coaching or <clears throat> making them into great young men. Definitely, and uh, he he was a great coach. He had like seven hundred some wins. Coached at Arizona for twenty four years. He he took two colleges to Final Fours. He won the title with Bibby and all those guys. So you know he we just want to give him a shout out. It's not all coaches get love. I mean, for mm-hmm. you to get seven hundred, people don't talk about you being one of the greatest coaches. That's a problem. Yeah, you that's know. Insane. Um, who else that? Uh, Cliff Robinson. Cliff Robinson. Unfortunately, like 2020 is just claiming so many people that it's like you forget that it's still one year. Right. Yeah, like we're losing a lot. I mean, Cliff Robinson, I know, I just remember him for where he was like the first guy I ever seen wearing Wear a headband. headband. <laughs> yep. That's why like so many players had on headbands the other day. But he was actually like a very solid player. Mm-hmm. Um, one six man of the year. Yeah, unfortunately, he just came up against Jordan. That's why he wasn't able to yeah. get his ring. I am definitely. I yeah, because I can just remember seeing Jordan with the shrug, and he's like and in he's the background, right like he's, he's literally right there. <laughs> like, yeah, man. And he and he played for a long time. Uh, didn't he come out of high school? No, I don't think so. Did he come out of high school? So. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he was. I mean, but he he played for a long time. A lot of guys. I I know. I was listening to. Matt Barnes and them talk about him. They all had good yeah. things to say yeah. about him. He always seemed like, you know, he was just a good, outstanding guy, you know. It's unfortunate that we just can't, yeah. you know, we're losing people. It's another one gone. You know, I don't even know what the cause of death was for him, but, you know, rest in peace to him also. God bless his family. Um, yeah. Let's let's move on, you know. Yeah, get away from all this. Uh, this death. Morbid death. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to go on to... Um, so, you know, we talked about the NBA bubble last time. Mm-hmm. The first round is pretty much all over. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks probably did probably the boldest thing I've ever seen anybody do, you know, any group do in, in terms of, like, sacrificing money and, you know, boycotting a game because of what happened in Kenosha. Um, how do you guys feel about them boycotting? Do you think – are you guys – do you guys agree with it or do you think they could have done a better job with it? You go. You go. Oh, no, no, I'm going. Go ahead, girl. Go, go ahead first. All right, go all right. ahead. I agree with it. I I like the boycott. If you you got that platform, you got that power, use mm-hmm. it. But my problem with that thing is that they don't want to keep using that power. You, if you want to boycott, boycott until you get the change. Okay. So what's why are you just boycotting one or two games? If the only way you make change is if it affects the bottom line, and mm-hmm. who's the bottom line? 
Yeah, you're right. But that's you know, I mean, I get ahead. I I I get what you're saying. I understand it. Look, look, but there's they're rich. They're millionaires. They're well but off. But not all of them. That's yeah. the thing. I hear you. So you got like those stars and like the things that other people don't really you got to look back and look into like the the NBA Players Association contract that they just signed not too long ago mm-hmm. and like this has been years and years of work that they put in to get the players the amount of power that they have amongst yeah. the league now that they can do these type of things like the NFL will have a hard time doing the same thing could never. that the yeah, NBA never just happen. did so like they don't want to they want to make their make their get their point across but they don't want to jeopardize what they've also worked for and what they've put in place for the people to come after them. So, so they're playing both sides. That's what it sounds like. I, nah, I think it's not playing both no, no, sides. I think because they, they actually is, they, they actually had a list of demands mm-hmm. and once their list of demands was met, that's when they agreed to come back into playing because what, what was the demand? Like they're t- they're turning every NBA stadium into a place of voting. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that like Cause it's, been, it's going to be no excuse because it's going to be enough space inside of an NBA arena for as many people to get inside. Oh yeah, and vote. for the distancing and all that. Yeah. yeah. So just I mean, just in general, I I mean, it, it was no reason why they could never use like in Atlanta, the Georgia Dome, mm-hmm. and the Phillips Arena to, to have people come in and vote. Right. Or in Florida, they have all these football stadiums, all these basketball mm-hmm. arenas. Why they, they those could have been done, right? But like, because they Texas, know that you yeah. know how big a high school football stadium is in Texas, exactly. Let alone Dallas. The uh, I mean, Dallas yeah, I mean, but even the small towns have huge stadiums, right? But like the thing is, this is the the whole voter suppression thing is you make it hard for them to vote and kind of discourage them. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna um, have it in the small building. Have these long lines, and the guys we know that aren't going to want to stand in line aren't going to vote. They're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Instead of, okay, we have this station here. We have this station here. We have this mezzanine, this here, this here. And they can, like, spread them out. Everybody can get to vote. Because then you really can invoke change. Now, okay, now a guy who who knows his constituents are the voters, like the racists and all that stuff. They're not just the only ones that's voting. Mm-hmm. So that invokes change. And, like, I think what Anthony Davis said was right. He's like, they said they have their list of demands. They expecting the owners to do more than just put up money because a lot of it is just that. It's like, don't give me lip service. Don't put money to shut they me up. They want action. They want action. Yeah. And that's why, you know, they did have a disagreement because the Bucks didn't tell anybody it was going to boycott. I like that. Yeah, I like but, that. But, see, but see – it, it can make them look bad because as a union, you want to look like everybody has one voice. Yeah, but also take it back to Kaepernick. No one liked that. But guess what? It's, yeah. We're still here four years later. I agree, but NBA's NBA's whole thing has been if one person does it, everybody's doing it. Yeah, that's true. And, they, and that's why they have so much power because it ain't like They're in unified. the 80s when Craig Hodges was the only one saying this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Chris it's, Jackson. Exactly. It's, it's everybody. LeBron LeBron says no. Uh, Carmelo says no. If George Hill says no, LeBron's going to say no to back up George Hill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the disagreement, but you're supposed to disagree. Mm-hmm. I like that they actually sat down, they talked about it, even with the head coaches, and then they came up with an agreement and said, we're going to play, but this is our demands, and you guys need to meet our demands because at the end of the day, 
Without us, you don't you're not making that money that you're making. So right. I respect I respect it. Like I was actually proud. It made me like it really made me emotional. I mean, I listened to Jamal Murray after the game. Mm-hmm. This man dropped fifty points and was on in tears talking about the stuff going on. He's right. not even born here. He's from Canada. Oh, for real? Yes. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing too that like people don't really understand or like they don't they don't realize but the same thing that's happening here in the US also does happen in Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they, they the Raptors had it on their bus and a lot of people was asking well like why do they care or, or why are they doing that? And the bus is gonna be driving around in Toronto and it was actually Draymond Green was the one who said it. Yeah. But it was more so of him just not knowing. And now that he was informed of the situations inside of Canada, he, you know, he appreciates yeah. the the the, the mean, gesture. And then crazy thing is, like, even with the whole, uh, I forget my man's name that got shot. Even with that, like, it, the, I'm I'm proud that the Bucks were the first team to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm proud that hockey canceled. WNBA is all they actually are way more proactive than the boys, <laughs> That's which a, true. a lot of people don't even know, realize. Mm-hmm. They they sprung into action, baseball sprung into action, soccer sprung into action. Like this is the first time I've ever seen like everybody's on board with this because mm-hmm. it used to always just be an outlier. So now everybody's on board, everybody's pushing. You know, it's it's it's, it's the the player power era. So I mean, it ain't just the era; it's just. These and guys people, yeah, are, people are way tired more. These guys understand the power they have, and what what they can invoke and what they can't like, what they're not going to tolerate and what they're going to tolerate. Like you know, they talk about Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is like, if he wasn't a basketball player, I don't, he's he a real activist. Exactly, yeah. like he he might have been an activist. He could he must might be the president one day because mm. he's one. Of the, they say he's one of the smartest people. Definitely. Ever like out here, you know, for his age, he's what twenty three. He's twenty three, and he's he leads the charge with all this stuff. Like I mean, it's you know back then, even you know this. I'm not gonna say that these guys from back in the day didn't understand this because I don't think they just knew what kind of effect they had on like society, but they wouldn't have done it because they didn't. They don't know no better. That and, and I mean, social media. It's, it's, it's yeah. social media is that, and like the the thing about the like the the other the older players mm-hmm. is that they kind of like the NBA wasn't to the platform that it is now. I agree. Like a lot of people, like you know, at first for a long time, the NBA and the ABA were two different associations where most of the black players were in the ABA mm-hmm. who didn't get the funding and te- like. Tele, wasn't yeah. as televised as the NBA, yeah. and like even once they came together, like we have games on TV multiple days out of the week. Mm-hmm. Before it was probably yeah. like like a like a weekend thing. Yeah, they didn't or have like, like TV your, contract. Yeah, like yeah. you'll have like your local team play, and you may see one out of state national team game, play. Yeah. yeah, one national game. But so now that the NBA is built to where it is, like, they're using the platform of the NBA, but they didn't really have a platform yeah. before. And I'll, honestly, I, I think Adam Silver's a really good commissioner he's, because... He's the best right now. Yeah, he's letting them do it because I don't know if David Stern 
yeah, God he, rest he, his soul, yeah. would have uh, like allowed it. I don't think so. Either. He would at some point would have been like, okay, now nah, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like he let them. It's it's always better to let him out because this is why the NFL has issues with this. They try to suppress it, and then you get guys you know like Kaepernick and. Uh, Eric Reed and all these guys that end up the outliers, yeah, yeah. being way more outspoken than than they, you know. If you just let them, like honestly, they're people. I understand they're your employees, but is your interest in the people that are that are your that are your business partners or the people that's making you the money? Because the business partner, he's a partner, but he ain't out there, mm-hmm. he ain't producing on it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's 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 um. It's just important that these guys understand. I'm glad that they're getting support from the older players because, you know, it'd be it's it's a lonely world out there to do something like that and everybody's against you. Mm-hmm. You gotta be a strong person. You so, gotta be able to take that. So exactly, that just shows how Kaepernick is very strong because he's Man, still, through, yeah. he's still and, doing know, it. Let me ask y'all this: Do you think he should make come back to the NFL no. if they give offer him a contract? No. No, no, I don't think that, so. That's either. pointless. I mean, I said that. I yeah. just feel like at this point, it's been like, like he's been out of the league too long. It's too. It's like it's too much of a hiatus. So if he comes back and he doesn't do well, they're gonna be like, see, this is why we didn't give him a contract. It had nothing to do with him protesting. Where in actuality, it's like. He hasn't played professional sports for years. Four years, you know. That's just like, yeah. But honestly, for me, I, I think once he left and was doing all these great stuff, he stopped being a football player and he became an activist. Mm-hmm. And a philo- how you say the word? <laughs> philanthropist. Philanthropist. He's about to be like full on rapist. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I mean, he he moved into another career. And he's done more than more good doing what he's been doing in the last mm-hmm. four years than what he would have done playing football. Yeah. Because the demands of football would have took him away from that. And mm-hmm. I really think that, you know, he will be remembered later in life to be a bigger figure than he's even looked at now. And I, like, really, like, I have the biggest respect for him because he's a mixed kid. Mm-hmm. Um, He's probably been pampered and spoiled his whole life. And for him to be that aware of what's going on and be that stuck to his convictions, despite everybody telling him, you're sacrificing your career, you're throwing your career away, and he still did it, like that's that takes a lot of guts. It's not a lot of people I think could do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, he went from being the highest of highs. Super Bowl. Yeah, he played in the Super Bowl. He was in his third year in the league. Mm. You know, he had a big contract. He said, nah, I'm done. Want to do this? This is this is more important than that, and those are the people that need to be highlighted more. Not these fools that we, you know, we sit there like, you know, I hate to throw his dumbass name out there, but like people like Tory Lanes and you know, yeah, Future. I like as much as I like guys like that, the entertainers. A lot of them don't have substance in what they're doing, and they're not really showing the other side of things. They're actually mm-hmm. more so negative influences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so basically detrimental to It's not detrimental a, because it's two sides to nah, the story. It's detrimental to pushing the culture forward in terms of like progressing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I agree with that. Like, damn, let me finish, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. But um you know, but it's 
you know, it's unfortunate that we go through all this um, as black folks. You yeah. Know, like, even Craig Hodges, like, you know, I heard, I was listening to Charles Oakley talk on Vlad TV, and he talked about, he's like, yeah, he definitely was militant, and it cost him his career. He won two championships and never played in the league again, and he was a key contributor just yeah. because he wouldn't stand for the flag. The same as uh, Chris Jackson. Yeah. So, uh, not giving him his props. I, I just... But then again, that was back then, so no social media. Yeah, but still, yeah. at the end of the day, I think the guys that played the league with him should have supported him. Yeah, that's true. If you would have had some, all it took is for one person to support a superstar, a superstar, mm-hmm. like Charles Barkley, whoever, mm-hmm. and he probably still be in the league. And you know, yeah. it is what it is. Sometimes our destinies don't take us to glory. Yeah, you got to be dragged through the mud before people really appreciate you. That's very true. Yeah, and so since we're talking about the bubble, bubble. Remember, huh? I what? talked about the mental toll of playing all those games. Uh huh. What, you I think say? Paul George proved my point. No, Paul George still playoff P, aka pandemic. No, P. but like He's... a lot of players were talking about how being in the bubble started to get to him. That isolation where, like, because you know, I mean, they're not around their families, and you gotta remember, no support th- system. These yeah. guys are, are millionaires who come and go as they please, do whatever they want, and now it's just like you gotta stay here. These yeah. are the things that you could do. Like, oh, yeah, you right. can go fishing. You can go bowling. You can look at this movie. But it ain't going to be nobody else there. So mm-hmm. it's... Like, you're not having dinner with your kids. Like, today was the first day of school for a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. These guys have kids, too. They can't see their kids go to school. Right. They, You know, they got to see it on FaceTime. You had a bad game. Like, Paul Jones had two bad games in a row. Three bad games in a row. And, like, you know, not everybody is as strong mentally as others. Mm-hmm. And they rely on the support system. He didn't have a support system. He he, <laughs> he more so, I'm just saying, like, he more so is, like, on his own. Like, you got to figure it out on your own. You sit in a hotel room by yourself after you went two for 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing on top of that is, like, he's new to this organization. So... Like as close, even though like the league is close knit, like these people aren't really like your actual friends, the people that you hang out on a regular basis with. So, like, with those being the only people that you can kind of like mm-hmm. go to, like it's kind of it's, it's kind of rough. It's rough. I mean, then because it's like you don't get to kind of process it and kind of discard it in time for the next game because you get that you play that night. Yeah, the next day, then now you're playing again. And you're already in the, in the slump, so it's in your head. Okay, but you know they saying? do that in the regular season pre-COVID. No, so. Yeah, no, but it's different because... Not so much, no. though. Exactly, because they play, what, three games in four nights? Okay, that's, but that's... And that includes travel. But that's Come not on, that's not on a regular basis. They also get they also get breaks where it's like, like, let's say... Yeah, so they play for the Clippers when they have, like... The, the the Emmys and the Oscars and all that stuff and the Staples Center is getting used for all those things they get like a little mini vacation yeah, yeah. they're on the road they go to no, road games like, when they're even, on, even, even when they're on the road I can fly whoever I want with me on the road support I can go system. wherever I want right. to go when I get to wherever I get to while I'm on the road but like 
I'm they give, have to go like yeah. like so. Let's say, like, I think imagine if you sympathetic to if you didn't have to like if they told you because you've worked this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you actually was in the house. Oh, I'll go crazy. Exactly. But they, so, what's the difference? First of all, that's a bad analogy. No, it's not. Because they, they get to they go do? to work. But they, all right, so, all right, so how about if you had to stay at your job? For, for three for months. This, for this whole pandemic, straight. you had to be at your job. Of course, I'll be mad, but I'm doing something. But you that don't keeps get my to mind. do nothing else but you like so you go to your job. I actually did because I, I worked every day basically. But you got to go home no, but and you got we're to talking about they get to go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They hold on. don't. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> what you mean, Gail? Gail, these guys, you got, you got to understand. You're what five foot six, right? Damn, we de- we deleting that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You're like five foot six. You talking about these Delete guys that. six foot eight? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do They're, with what we're no, talking about. No, but listen, but listen, this is comfortability. Six foot eight. You're in a hotel room. I don't give a damn how 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 much money these people have. It, it's going to be hard to find beds for all these gigantic guys. So they're probably let me stop you right there. They, they, they right said, there. but not everybody's getting it, and it's not the same as something that you done already. Have you seen have. have you seen Lil Boosie's bed? That's Lil Boosie. But what I'm saying, you think these NBA, have you ever seen Shaquille O'Neal's bed? Yes. You see how big that you bed is? You think they can put a, a bed saying, like that in the hotel room? Have, like, they, like these other They NBA, can accommodate it for them. What do you mean? These uh, The whole room will have to be a bed. But yes. what I'm trying to say to you mm-hmm. is, so, I don't at your job, mm-hmm. the, like, let's say the only thing you could take was your computer and your PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And you have to stay at your job. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about they. Like, they got hypothetical showers and all that. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying that's that's it. But like, like your coworkers that you don't really like, they're there. Other people that you like, you're not really cool with. You don't have an issue with them. You find out how fucked up they are. <laughs> you stuck with them. Or like, like you, you had. Can't, but it's like it's the it's the it's the mental part of the fact that you can't leave. I hear you. This is what I was alluding to when we talked about it on the I'm last podcast. I'm kidnap your ass. Because, <laughs> no, 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 but like, listen, but like, this is the thing. You are used to a routine. Even if you're traveling, you know, okay, I'm on the plane for this long. I go here. I have friends here. I can go see these friends. Or oh, I have family here. I can go see my family in this state. I have a time where I can unwind and I can actually feel like I'm at home. I have people that come because... These guys have been stars their whole lives. So pressure's been on them their whole life. So they got... What the hell? Okay, I'm sorry. But uh, they got all this stuff going on. They had, If you have a bad day at work, you can go home to your wife and say, you know, sit there and talk to her and be comfortable. She can comfort you. Whatever you guys do, if you guys play games or whatever, you can do that. These guys aren't getting that. And like, Paul George had a bad game and Patrick Beverly had to give him a back rub. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, it, that's his rough that, ass hands. Who wants that? You know what I'm saying? Who like, wants that? So, you know, you everybody like I don't know what you guys do when you have bad days, but I go home and like I might watch a movie. I isolate myself. Yeah, I listen to music. Yeah, but these guys are like literally work off, work off, work off. Work off, work off, work off. And no break. Not this is even dope. really off because they yeah, still have still practice. practice. 
You still gotta look at video, go over defensive schemes, offensive schemes. You know what I'm saying? I think Gail just doesn't Good have point. I, you know what? You know, he, he just doesn't trying, have empathy. He just trying to be difficult. Yeah. I know. It's no well, empathy. No, but, but there's still bring, real people. Like, no, bring it, bring it back. Like, what was the point? Like, so, like, okay. Point is, so, like, one thing, like you, like, so one thing that we all did during this whole quarantine thing was that we've had multiple little small gathering kickback cookouts. Uh huh. They can't even they do that. They can't do nothing. Like those are Yes, just, they can. They all see each other in the cafeteria wherever they go. In the cafeteria. But, the thing is, that, but it's not they have to be who, in the room most of the time. But it's not who they choose to be with. Yeah. Is what I'm just because their teammates don't mean they like each other. Like we are a group of friends. So mm-hmm. we came together and came up with that idea to do that. Yeah. But let's say that your supervisor and your coworkers that you don't like are the ones that are like, yeah, we're having a cookout. Come get these glizzies. <laughs> you gonna hey, you like know, damn well not eating no damn like, glizzies. Exactly. And I'm damn sure I ain't eating no glizzy in front of your <laughs> bitch ass. <laughs> no. So, but yeah, so, like it's it's just it 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 can mess with you. Different. It's like being in jail. Yes, yeah, it's, it's from what I can take it's a privileged jail. Like they can do yeah, whatever. But jail is still jail. Yeah, jail is At the end jail. of the day, you can't just say I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You still gotta be in it. You know what I'm saying? Like I guarantee you a lot of the guys who aren't in the bubble anymore are like happy as hell. Probably love their kids more than they ever loved them before. Love their girls more than they ever loved them before. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it because you like it's not natural for people to be in isolation that long. Yeah, and you know people lose their minds in jail all the time, mm-hmm. even in minimum security where you really ain't. People lose you know their. I've read. Um. Rick Ross's autobiography and he talked about how he l- was losing his mind when he was on house arrest. The the real Rick Ross or like the, the rapper, rapper? William the rapper. Roberts the uh, rapper. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's just like I mean and you know like he has all of this like he has all these things that he can do at his house but being stuck there is like when you're so used to being able to go wherever you want do whatever okay, yeah, you yeah. want. I, I can like, relate because I hate being in the house on a day off and sunny. Exactly. I mean, but yeah. also, also like, it's stuff going on outside of the world, in mm-hmm. the world, and they really, the most they can do is talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron said, half his mind is on the playoffs, the other half of his mind is how can he help right. people that are getting abused and killed and stuff like that. That's, that's you have, we, ask, we ask a lot of these guys because – Literally, they're the only. They're one of the only shows that is going on, mm-hmm. and they're you know for them to sacrifice. Like they love basketball. I love football, but I don't know if how I would react if I had to be in the same routine every day with no, with no um, no way out. I don't have a break. I don't have a reprieve. I don't have a. I can't even take a breather. That'd kill me. I, I lose my mind. I, when I broke my ankle, I'm staying in the house and I can't walk because I'm still in the splint. I can't drive. I can't do nothing. I was, it started to mess with me. Mm. You can't play enough video games. You can't watch enough movies. You can't text enough people. You know what I'm saying? But you I feel get, like, yeah, it's like I feel like the biggest thing though is definitely the fact of like a lot of them talk about how they are, you know, like black men with young black men that they're trying to raise mm-hmm. and these are conversations that they want to be there and have 
exactly. with their kids about what's going on, but they can't. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not, like you said, it's, it's not the same as far as being there and making sure that, like, they feel safe. Because a story that I experienced is when I was... I ain't gonna say my age. Maybe like it was probably about like <laughs> like a good like four to five years ago mm-hmm. when like a lot of things were first starting to become more um, shared on like social media mm-hmm. about like the things that was like police brutality. My nephew at the time was like a toddler, but he was old enough to like know like police and ambulance and things like that. He was afraid of the police to the point where the police showed up to my neighbor's house for, like, no, it was no type of incident or anything like that. But when he saw the police cars, saw the police get out and going in the house, he started crying. Mm -hmm. He was afraid. So that's the situation Whereas if I'm in this bubble and that's my child and that's how he feels about police, but I'm not there to give him comfort or... To, you know, like, make him feel protected. Like, that's going to bother me. I'm not going to be able to focus on playing a basketball game. And I know that whenever my child sees a police vehicle or a person in a police uniform, they are going to bust out in tears because they're afraid. Yeah, right. Like, there's there's a video of a kid playing basketball in the driveway, sees a police car coming, and he hides behind his parents' car until the police car is gone. Yeah, that's powerful mm-hmm. stuff right there. Yeah. So it's like, if that's how your child feels and you're not even, like, you can't even be there to mm-hmm. support them. It's rough. Let me ask you this, guys, since we're thinking about it. When did you really start to really be aware of how wrong, like, because to me, it always, it always felt like it was just normal that police was beating on people and killing people. When did it really start to really click in your heads that that's fucked up? Something's wrong with this, and like it shouldn't be like this. Yeah. Uh, ever since I've gotten to the states, that's all I've ever seen. I thought it was like normalized yeah. to the fact that the police are, you know, beating black men. Like that's a normal thing, and mm-hmm. it's on TV being normal yeah even right. as a kid i was seeing it like oh okay that's how it is mm-hmm. yeah but I mean, like when did you like start to really notice that like realize like yeah that's probably that's fucked up. I, I would say i'm like in early 20s you know when i can just really think back on it like wow wow that's fucked up like mm-hmm. what about you for real i would say that it was probably like Probably, like, early teens. Early teens? Yeah. Because, like, it was basically, like, a family member. So, like, when it happens to someone that you that you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, they didn't necessarily, like, this was, I mean, yeah, this was a, a time where, like, marijuana wasn't freely used as it is now, mm-hmm. but it's, like, it's not something that's worth you, like, <laughs> abusing somebody. But it was like it was hard to, like, like actually, like I said, like actually seeing my cousin after the ordeal is what mostly did it because for a long time 
like it became a joke the whole Rodney King situation yeah it was always like oh like they gonna do him like Rodney King or Rodney King this Rodney King that like so many comedians and rappers mm -hmm. and people just always joked about the Rodney King situation but to actually see someone that you know mm -hmm. with the aftermath of what had happened it's just like damn that's fucked oh, up yeah. Yeah, yeah that that I mean, it's like that, that, it's totally different when that, it's like uh, you're just hearing about it and then like actually see somebody you know like limping with their arm in the cast and like mm -hmm. yeah limping with their arm in the cast you know like eye swollen lip busted yeah like yeah that uh that just remind me of this one <laughs> this one i don't know if it's funny but I guess it's funny looking back on it. I, I got pulled over. Remember, I had long hair. Mm -hmm. The two braids going back. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I got pulled over over to New Carrollton, and I was so scared. So, like, I'm, you know, you're supposed to hit a full stop on the car, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't even hit a full stop. I went immediately to park, and he heard, like, all the, the gears and shit. Yeah. So, he, as soon as he walked through the door, you know you're supposed to hit a full stop, right? <laughs> like yeah 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 I'm sorry like but that's the problem like yeah, you shouldn't like, even be that afraid exactly like and you know this is like I I mean I've been pulled over a few times and I've had situations where I was in handcuffs mm -hmm. but like like every time I get pulled over my heart starts beating real fast right and then I mean even after like I want to say my, uh, Michael Brown. When he got killed in um say in Missouri, mm -hmm. that that one was like okay, this kid is like my age, right? And that could have been me, and he didn't do nothing, right? Or like Philando Castro, uh, all those like once that's when I really started being really aware of what is going on because in my family we don't talk about stuff like this. Oh yeah, so we never had a conversation where like my father explained to me how to act. Or what the you know what's going on? Why is why it's like this? Mm -hmm. So I I got around some guys that I coach with, and they were real pro black and stuff like that. And they really had me really start thinking about it, and I started really looking at stuff. And it's like I get, even now I get emotional about it because it's like these guys did nothing. Yeah. These guys did nothing, and all they did was lose their life. And now we're like fighting for them, but it's like it's too late. Yeah, but and now we're waiting for the next one. It's like I'm tired of waiting for the next one, and it really, really hit me back then. It's like started looking at people different. Like I have friends as cops, and they're good people, but like I look at police, and you can kind of look at somebody and kind of say, "Yeah, this guy ain't yeah. he ain't it. I don't want I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to talk with him. Mm. I, you know, it's just like it really like I'm more passionate about it now. The thing that pisses me off the most about it is. There's always somebody that wants to bring up, oh, black people kill black people. Yeah, so do white people kill white people. Yeah. Dogs kill dogs. Mm -hmm. Lions kill lions. That's a different problem. It shouldn't be pulled over for, you know, your taillight being out and dying. Right. Like, because, oh, they're black. You're black and they're, they so-called are afraid of you. What are you afraid of? You have the weapon. I don't. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So... And it, yeah, it makes it worse because when you just go on social media and you see all of these reposted videos of like cops pulling over a black man and all of a sudden like he's being violently apprehended for no reason. Mm -hmm. He's complying with you. Like, yeah. what, what is the point? I actually have gotten to the point where I don't watch him. Yeah, I just yeah, matter of fact, I, I don't even watch I, it. Like, it's like, yeah. yeah, it was after after the whole 
Jacob Blake situation. Yeah, like I didn't. I I, I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen George I, Floyd. I, just, I haven't seen none of that. I, I saw I it. I to. saw it, but I, I just George Floyd. It's more so like it's the video and everything else after mm-hmm. that kind of just makes social media depressing. Just yeah, keep but. keep seeing like the the posts and like what makes it even more depressing is that unfortunately there is still a split between African American individuals on like feeling like well they should just comply or they should have complied and it's like I get it but at the same time like you're not gonna let someone just like you're not. You, it's to a point where once you start getting violated, it's like you don't want to be violated anymore. Yeah, you so can't like, take it no more. It's like how how much violation are you supposed to accept? Right. So it's not it's not so much as and then like you like you were saying like they always say well if they were complying or they always try to bring up like something in their past like mm-hmm. oh well like with Trayvon Martin no he had marijuana in his system and. They try to do right, the same thing with Mike Brown, right? And exactly. This, uh, like with so many people, they always try to bring up, like, oh well, he has a record of this, or he had a uh, uh, encounter with the police on this day. So it's just like, it's like it just like it just becomes like a dark cloud to be on social media after one of these things but happen. On the flip side, I still appreciate social media because we wouldn't have the kind of movements that we're starting to have be- without social media. That's very, that's very true. true. Because yeah. like before, it was like you would never think that. I think Rodney King might have been the first time people in other states seeing that the same thing that happened to him happened in my house. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it, it happened in California. I didn't know it happened in Arizona. I didn't know it happened in Texas because I didn't have that access to that video. So like it's like we're uh, it was a, it's an awakening. And that's why I think more people are so upset now because it's like their eyes are open. Yeah, they can their see eyes it. are open, yeah. and I'm, I mean, there's a lot of white people who are sheltered from it. Yeah, and they're they don't, still you know oblivious to that. Like, yeah, they don't that. know, and you know, ignorance is bliss. And if you don't understand why they're upset, and there's no proof to show you why they're upset, how could you ever be an ally or whatever? You know what I mean? Like because it's it's not going to just take black folks. To, to change things mm-hmm. Everybody has to do it And if everybody Isn't on board With Changing this stuff And stop letting these guys Who Their grandfather Were, were uh, oppressors Their fathers were oppressors Their oppressors They're trying to train Their kids to be oppressors We're never going to get past yeah. it We're going to keep walking around Chasing our tails like dogs So You know It's I appreciate social media I mean, everything is not going to be all positive, and I understand that. It's people that's going to embellish, it's going to people that's going to pander and stuff like that. But it's being put out there. Yeah. You know, like the I would have never known about Breonna Taylor. Oh yeah. And that's like one of the worst stories. Like, I mean, they definitely trespassed, and they still haven't arrested those killers. Yeah. They try to justify it, but man, yep. No matter what the man did, that that lady did not deserve to die. No, you know, it hurts. It breaks my heart. You know, that could have been my sister. That could have been my my mother. That could have been anybody. And I, you know, that's this is that's what it, it bothers me. Like I, I don't talk about it on social media anymore. I don't put it out there. I used to, but I'm at the point now where like it just 
I'm just tired. Yeah. You know, and I'm just glad these athletes are doing what they're doing now. They're more aware. They're more, you know, just visible with frustration. They're, they're holding the people who they have access to accountable because those are the people that have never done shit. You know? Yeah. So let's... uh. Let's transition, man. Yeah, that was a that was a little bit. Uh, no, but this is uh, it was a conversation we needed to have because I don't oh, yeah. think we've ever had this conversation together. Nah, not at all. So you know, I thought it was gonna happen though. Yeah. So let's. Hey. I mean, I guess, we could, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it had to happen. Yeah. Um. Let's let's talk about some funny stuff because we don't always want to be so serious, even in the midst of all this craziness. Um. I saw on Facebook the other day of complex. Uh, Add about um, Nas and Jay Z. <laughs> How Jay Z always drops an album when Nas is dropping the album. What do you guys think? You think Jay Z being petty? Of course, he being petty, Jay Z. What you mean? <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, he dropped. He always, <laughs> he always prides himself on being so slick. So that's a way of him, like, I say, even though the, the beef is quote unquote squashed, keeping it going. Because it's like, look at my numbers to his numbers. Yeah, yeah. Look at my streams. Like, to his is stream. it a coincidence? I mean, he it's dropped, not. He dropped Blueprint, then Ether. Oh, I think he dropped Ether first, right? Yeah. Then Blueprint came out. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what else came out? From, um, so uh, nah, man. Me album wise, I'm looking at it right now. Still Matter came out December 18, 2001, and Jay Z dropped Unplugged December 18, 2001. <laughs> Crazy, right? What up? Keep going. Keep going. Nas, Nas drops Street, <laughs> drop Street Disciple uh, November 30th, 2004. And Jay-Z drops Collision Course with uh, Lincoln Park the same day. Nas drops his greatest hits on November 6, 2007. And Jay-Z drops American Gangster the same day. Uh, he drops Na- Nazir, the, the album with Kanye, oh, yeah. July, June 15th. And the next day... Jay Z and Beyonce drop everything is love. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah, right? that's, that's, oh, there's one more. He drops Lost Stage too, and the Lion King uh, album comes out the next day or the day. Yeah, the next day, the same day. Oh, the Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was on it, so it was damn, like, man. damn, damn, Jay. Jay? I thought like you that? let it go. Right. I mean, damn, you already slept with his baby mother. Like, what, <laughs> what more do you want? I'm about to Trash say. ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wasn't he real vulgar on that joint? Talking oh, about, man. uh... Dude. <laughs> talking about leaving, um... Someone on the baby seat. Baby seat. <laughs> yeah, man, baby... Oh, like, my damn, goodness. Jay. Like, and Nas doesn't think it's a coincidence. Nah, I think... Is he, he, is he being, like, nice? Like, what is wrong with him? I, I think... And he, he just, signed with him or something like that? No, nah, he nah. got his own. Oh, massive got his own? Yeah, okay. Like, oh, I don't know. That's that, that's why <laughs> super disrespectful. I'll be pissed. I would call him straight once. up. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it happen once or twice. Oh, but there's no way that you guys are just creatively dropping the album right. at the same time. Come like, on, man. Just call him. Hey, Sean, what you doing? Man? <laughs> that's, like, that's like saying, yeah, you know, me and him have our period at the same time every yeah. month. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, this is insane. <laughs> I don't. I I just don't get it. I don't know why. Have you Jay-Z's listened to it? Petty, what, uh, the, the, the new Nas, the new Nas? No, I haven't. Have you? It's it's fire. It's, it's been fire. it's been on rotation for me. Is I, it? I like it. What about you? And it's short. So no, it's like no, I haven't listened to it, but I'll look to see what Jay Z dropped. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I actually Friday 
uh, Apple Music dropped uh, No Ceilings minus like 30 songs. Right. But it was, it <laughs> right. is, is, do y'all have a new song up there? Um, it's a um, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, they like changed. Well, it's uh, an old song, but he changed song. some of the he lyrics. Because yeah. I saw COVID on it. I was like, I was like, wait, wait a minute. He did not say it. <laughs> um, but I mean, all my favorite songs weren't on there, except for like, I'm good. And um, that's all I have. Yeah, that was. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I have title. So, oh, excuse me. Is it on there? Excuse the yeah. fuck out of me. Okay, well, shit. Pass the password. Right, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, because I did that before and I used to be in my car driving. And then like, you can't listen to that shit yeah, no more. Yeah, it'll be like so, your playbacks is somewhere else on another device. Oh, that's oh, bullshit. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to change the password. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, people were excited. But I actually was like, I wonder who else makes tapes is on, on but Apple But you know Music. what's crazy? What's that? If y'all would have just been on, like, that piff, it's been up there this whole time. Duh, yeah, no but I'm not yeah. trying to. All yeah, I'm not trying to. Go I'm not that. trying to have to not be able to do something else on my phone while listening to no ceilings. Right. Cause don't you gotta be like on Safari? I didn't or something? think so. No, uh-huh. you download the that piff app. Oh man, I do oh, all that. What the fuck? It's free. <laughs> like what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> it's a lot of music up there that's not on like Apple Music and Title because it's mixtapes. No, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, but I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'll take that consideration. I'll, nah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I go YouTube before all that because you can get. You can't even do shit on YouTube. YouTube. I'm about to say. YouTube. I have premium. I don't oh, know about oh, you. Oh, oh, motherfucker, that's your fault. Rich pass, the pass, pass the password. Pass the password. I'm good, fam. Stingy ass. <laughs> ass nigga. Hey, I pass the password. I'm sorry. Time out. Time out. Time out. Uh-huh. We watching this OKC Houston game. These and they are streets. just meat shotting each other back and forth. <laughs> what is going on? Is that up your here? Man Goodness gracious. They the Oklahoma City dick beaters. <laughs> like, what? Oh, oh gosh. Oh man. I don't know. But yeah. I guess it's the Westbrook rivalry, I guess. But I uh, mean, but no, because you know, Chris Paul and Harden got a rivalry going too. Yeah, they don't like each other. <laughs> but um um, hey, my man, you keep waving your hand. My man, what else? You keep we got? waving your hand. What you got? What's on hey, your mind? What you got? We, 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 that's where we're going. Oh, that's where we at? Yeah. yeah. Wow. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Spin, hand spinner. Oh. He over here trying to get a replay. <laughs> <laughs> Check it Challenge. out. <laughs> nah, I mean, what's on my mind is this new COVID thing, this little report that I seen earlier. Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, it, it pertained to what I was saying this whole time when it came to COVID. Like, what is their underlying condition when it came came to their death? And I read the article saying that only six percent of the COVID deaths was actual just COVID. Yeah, everything else was other factors. Yeah, factors. But they said that no, they didn't. They just admitted it right now. I guess. So I've been telling you this whole time. Like, all right, my man. <laughs> I've been telling yeah, you. Like, you but see, you're, but, uh, you got to understand. I hear you. That for you, you're not saying it the way I was saying it. Yeah, you're on the front lines. So, I understand. So I'm I'm trying to tell you, it ain't it ain't about you. The whole point of us telling you whatever we was telling you, it wasn't for you because we know you're healthy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about your household where that man died every, trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, a five relax, my man. Fact, relax. Died is super trash, but. He's look at his Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> he just post sweets all day. Exactly, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but we're talking about like more so 
not for you, but for the people that you live with. Right. To be more be more careful of them because it ain't you that's going to be affected. It's going to be them. And don't want to be that person who who uh, is the reason why somebody in your household got sick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I told you the story about the nurse at my job. She caught COVID, gave it to her, her mother and her father. Her mother died within a week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. When I'm out there, I'm still, you know, being responsible yeah. and protecting myself. But. Yeah, but see, the way... That's the only time for it. See, the thing is, we would, we would say, the way you would say it, it just seemed like you didn't give a damn. Oh, well, I mean, that's how my tone is. It's always, yeah, taken gotta, out. But, it's always but being taken as an asshole. But sometimes you got to understand when to, like, say... Yeah, I understand to protect myself. You never said that. You said, no, but that's, I don't wear masks. that's fuck that's, mask. That's what like, that that's, sounds crazy. I hear you, but that's what's always fucked me up in my we previous relationship. Was communication. Gail right here. Yeah, relax. You don't want to cover up nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, barely yeah, wears yeah, socks. <laughs> Facts. Oh, dirty foot. <laughs> but um, but so, yeah, so. I, I mean, I I get that. Yeah. Kind of understand that part of it. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, let's protect yeah. our family. Yeah, let's protect true. the people I, yeah. that we love. I protect myself out there. Mm. So what you got on your mind, Free? <laughs> what you got on your mind, Free? Uh, you know, what was mostly on my mind, I feel like I, I leaked it already. What? It was mostly like this whole bubble situation. I, I've been really thinking heavy about, like, all the people passing in 2020. Mm-hmm. But... 2020 is a whole Yeah, 2020 is like it's wild. I'm gonna be stuck in the house on my birthday. I thought this shit was gonna be gone. Damn, you all go. Oh. So, I, am I the only person that got to actually celebrate his birthday? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I'm just saying, like, without restrictions. Without in the restrictions, world. yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. We don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's like. I feel like they're gonna open up next month. Thinking that everything's all gravy and they're gonna shut back down and we're gonna be like phase one by my birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what my it's birthday's the like. end of October. That's what, yeah, that's what it's looking like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing that's on my mind is just like I'm not ready for this weather to change. Man, what? Because I mean, I like wearing hoodies and stuff, like, I still been buying that's hoodies, even though it's been hoodies, but the first. Cold you get I'm be pissed You gonna be sad As fuck You ain't gonna know If you You gonna panic Exactly You gonna have An anxiety <laughs> attack <laughs> Like you gonna that. be like Cause like, you know Everybody gonna oh, get Cold over something like, oh. Exactly but Boy the hospital's know, about to be It's gonna be one days Where you know How how our weather Been lately It be 70 yeah. 80 degrees In the daytime And as soon as The sun go down It's 40 30 like exactly. You got on Cargo shorts And a t- <laughs> And a t-shirt Then wake up Thinking like Oh man Exactly. You gonna yeah. be like my nose, my nose feel. Oh, you gonna I be, can't taste nothing. Exactly. You gonna be googling the side Whole time of the, the, the little symptoms. You like you just ate some spicy ass you know, you know what I stopped doing? Going to WebMD when something was wrong. Yeah, because oh, because yeah. they'll tell you that you're about to die because mm-hmm. you cut Most your finger. Definitely. <laughs> I had a blister one time and I went on WebMD and that was like my foot was broke. I was like, what? <laughs> <Hell>. <laughs> No, nah, but oh, seriously, um, but yeah, I didn't that's, even think about that. That that's, is that's that's what's really like. Yeah, I, I'm dreading yeah. like, and it's more so also like, not only just for me, it's more so like the way other people gonna look at you. Yeah, like if you got I, you, you cough, you oh, cough, you, you got. I can't even cough everywhere it, I go. 
exactly. with the mask on. I'm like, <laughs> and like, I like, I don't know. I just think that I I, I eat too fast, especially when I'm eating rice. Mm-hmm. I choke on rice all the time. But, you know, you get to choking on some rice nowadays. Oh, I know your mom like, hey, it's hey, what man. you doing? Go downstairs. <laughs> I be having that. I be having that look in my eye, player. That joint be red, be water, and I'm trying to hold that cough in. They be like. Damn, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I ain't about to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck you got going on over there? You hit a. <clears throat> oh, hell no. Nah. Get out. You gonna, like I said, they're going to give you a Lysol bath. <laughs> oh, like, <God. laughs> drink this ammonia. <laughs> man. What you um, got, man? Uh, I guess I could talk about my weekend. That's what was on my mind. How like some how different all the states have been in this reopening? Because mm-hmm. you know, I'm at the restaurant working, you no know, side gig, and people from Atlanta just walk into the restaurant, no mask on. So they came from Atlanta to DC. Yeah, you know we had the march on Friday. Oh yeah, yeah okay, so okay. you know the march. Right, was, right, right. A lot of people came into town. It was a lot of foreigners. U Street looked like U Street of old. Oh man, mm-hmm. it, it was so many people, so crazy. People, even you know, DC's closed at midnight. Mm-hmm. I'm out at two in the morning, you know, hanging out with my boy, and I I leave to go to my car, and I'm like, goodness gracious, there's still like a thousand people out here, damn, and they just walking around trying to find the, the next move. All these country folks seeing gold tea. Oh my you god, know what I'm <laughs> people from Chicago. This man came in, he had a pimp suit on. Oh my god, I'm like, oh man, he a player, <laughs> but you know, like um. You know, yeah. COVID stick to polyester. <laughs> <laughs> I read that somewhere. No, but um, I just like to say, like, it was just, it was good to see a lot of people from different places mm-hmm. come in, coming together, do the protests. They came to have fun. People had fun. You know, everybody was overwhelmed because everything's at half capacity. But mm-hmm. I had a good time. Met a lot of folk. Made some connections with people. You know, you know, maybe we're going, we, we can go out of the town. We might have moves in different states, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, networking, yeah, okay. that's what we do, you know? So, you know, uh, uh, my mind was just, you know, I, I felt like it was a good weekend for black folks, you know, despite the the circumstances with Chadwick Boseman and all that. You know, I got to see a lot of stuff. They're, they've been doing um, a tour. Like, it's a, like a, they they get a go-go band on the, on the bus, and they, like, literally play going all the way to the White House and they come back. And Damn. I've been seeing that. I know one of the guys that plays on on one of these bands, so that's been good. And people getting to see our culture, see how we are in DC, and I you know I love it. It's it's cool. I wish we were open. I wish we could be safer. But hey, it still was fun. Cool. I know we're trying to wrap this thing up, but I just got one more question. What's up? Well, it's just it's more so an opinion. Like I get it, but I really do think that we should stop doing things. Like this iconic on the anniversary of another date. Like I feel like we should space these things out, do them I, on different I, I di- on different days to like take over this calendar. Like have something like all throughout the calendar that like is something African American that can be appreciated. Like don't just always be like, oh, it's the anniversary of the death of Emmett Till, so we're gonna do this. So it's the anniversary of you know like the march on the first march on Washington with Martin Luther King. So we're gonna do that. Like. Do this on a different day. Like, keep moving these dates around, doing take them over on the different calendar. things, and take over the calendar. I yeah. like that. Like, I, they only give us February. Like, yeah, let's take true. over the rest of that shit. Fuck exactly. that. Exactly. 
Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> My guys, that's a great, great way to end the podcast. Oh, um, yeah. Well, thank everybody for listening. Great insight on on uh, you guys, fellas. I really enjoy this podcast. Um, you gonna plug the sponsor, fam? I was oh, getting there, fam. Damn. God. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we want to thank our sponsor, First, First Class Auto Care. Find us on Instagram One ST. On the first, all right. I know how much y'all love the first. We come out on the first and the fifteenth. I know those 30th. are special days for y'all. And the 30th. Y'all can give us a tip on those days. Special for y'all, special for us. But yeah, like get you right. All right. Well, all right. You know, that was awesome. Thank you guys again for listening. You can like, share, subscribe, comment. If you have any any other suggestions for topics that you guys would like for us to touch, um, you can hit Gail up at Chico Fontaine, Chico underscore Fontaine on Instagram. My man, meet with your IG. You changing every other day, uh, yeah, man. What you I, at, I, man? I, I, I most definitely did just change it. Jesus I can't remember at the time. ADD right. on <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can hit me up, Ricky underscore Fontaine. Um, hit my my DMs. Y'all related? Y'all got yeah. the same last name? Yeah, I got we're it. twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're twins. I guess I'll be the triplet. <laughs> what you gonna be? I'm gonna be Michi R- Fontaine. R- <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> no, you you can be uh you can be a uh. We gotta give him a Spanish name. Yeah. Good. Frio's already Hispanic. Yeah, Frio Called yeah. Frio Fontaine. Frio Fontaine. <laughs> yeah, Frio Fontaine. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. And um, thank you guys once again. Um, we're going to keep trying to give you guys good content. Thank you for listening. Peace. We out. Minority Minds is brought to you in part by First Class Auto Care. Minority Minds Podcast.